Beckham. The Fan, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply. Good morning and welcome to Talkin' Sports. Powered by Automotive Color and Supply for a Saturday, September 30th, 2023. Welcome in. We've got a big show lined up for you this morning. Well, we're going to cover high school football first and foremost because week seven is completed. Well, except for the Blackhawk Christian game that will take place uh, sometime this afternoon. Other than that, the games from the big four conferences are complete. And... Did we have a surprise? I think maybe we had two surprises uh, as far as I was concerned from last night. But um, I think when in doubt, I go to somebody that knows more than I do. So I'm going to go to the Talking Sports phone line powered by Fire Police City County Federal Credit Union because on that Talking Sports phone line is one, Mr. Justin Kenny. Justin, good morning, sir. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Great this morning. And, uh, uh, a little foggy out. Uh, uh, I had a, had a bit of a, <laughs> a, a, a bit of a, a tough time getting into uh, the station this morning, but uh, that that was my uh, British accent. What do you think of it? It was very good. Very okay. good. Could I could I be Just the send British? you to London right now? Yes. I, well, I'm I'm hoping to be the British guy that calls in on Caleb and Kenny in the morning, of which you are uh, <laughs> the Kenny part of it, uh, or or maybe. Uh, outside the huddle.net, I can. Anyway, so last night, week seven of the high school football season, I I had a couple of uh, shockers myself on uh, on on some of the scores. But uh, uh, what were your thoughts overall on week seven? Well, it's rivalry week in the SAC, and definitely the battle of the bishops delivered and lived up to the expectations. I thought. Um, in the NEA, we expected Columbia City to maybe not necessarily win that game, but uh, be a little bit closer than 35 points to East Noble. And then, of course, Bluffton and Heritage, you're all anticipating if the Tigers could get past the Patriots last night, setting up that battle of undefeateds next week with Adam Central. But Heritage had other ideas in taking down the Bluffton Tigers and then the, uh, the big one in the NECC between the two most complete teams in the league lived up to its billing as well. So you could uh, you could pick out big games in each conference last night that uh, that delivered in some way, either surprising us or giving us some instant classics. Well, and let's take a look at the SAC first and uh, the game of the week for 1380, the fan uh, out at Carroll High School, and the Chargers prevailed by a score of 41-20 to 20 over Homestead. Now, Homestead coming off that victory in overtime over the previously unbeaten Snyder Panthers. I wasn't expecting a, a 20, a 21 point uh, margin of victory for the chargers. Well, it's been tough to figure out Homestead all season guys, you know, going back to week one when they competed with Carmel and you said, okay, that's a, that's a good start despite the loss. And then they get routed at Noblesville and then they come back and beat up on a Wayne team that we thought, could be a contender in the SAC, and they barely lose to DeWanger after leading in that game, and then they, they beat Snyder. So it's been – we never know what we're getting one week to the other 
with the Homestead Spartans. And last night, Carroll came in in that rivalry game on a mission, and in particular, Jimmy Sullivan, who after a a couple weeks of of struggles in the passing game, really, really broke out in both passing and rushing the football, over 230 yards passing, 200 yards rushing for Jimmy, the junior quarterback. And he was really able to thrust the Carroll Chargers into a commanding position early on in this game and and, uh, was able to distance themselves from the Spartans. So when we look at the difference in this game last night, it was Jimmy Sullivan, over 430 total yards. Yeah, an amazing game uh, for the Chargers. Uh, tied atop the Summit Athletic Conference A Division with Snyder, both at 4-1 and one records. Uh, a team now that is and 5-0, sitting alone unbeaten in conference play, the Bishop Bluers Knights, and they stayed unbeaten by virtue of, well, a gamble. Uh, they go into overtime with Dwanger and... Uh, end up going for two, something that uh, admittedly Kyle Lindsay said he didn't have his team work on the two-point conversions in uh, Justin Cohn's article this morning in the Journal-Gazette. But they ran, he felt that the kids wanted it, and he just went with his premonition, and, and it worked, obviously. Yeah, it did, and you look at, at how it was executed. The interesting thing is Bishop Lewers could not really run the ball all night. They finished which is 37 yards rushing and 1.4 yards per rush average. And they needed one and a half yards to score uh, the two-point conversion because on the initial play, there was a defensive pass interference on Bishop DeWanger. So the ball was moved up from the three to the one and a half. So the distance, even yeah. more confidence. It wasn't like Bishop Lures was running down Bishop DeWanger's throat throughout this game. It was a gamble and... Credit to Coach Lindsey, had had faith in his guys, had faith in Mickey Daring to be able to find the end zone and was able to. And uh, just a, a great game, the second ever battle of the Bishops game to go into overtime. Bishop Lewis now 2-0 and in overtime games against Bishop DeWanger over the 62-game history of this series. And uh, it was a game that delivered. But I'll also mention, guys, that Bishop Lewis is not in that situation to win that game without Cohen McKenzie. And threw for 161 yards, three touchdowns, struggled with accuracy early on, but threw some absolute dots in the second half and uh, really put Bishop Lewers in a position to win that game into overtime. So credit Bishop Dwanger for putting up a good fight, but could have put the game on ice with a short field goal late or scoring, but instead they put the ball on the ground. Bishop Lewers recovers, sends the game into overtime and sets up the uh, heroics by Mickey Daring and uh, Bishop Lewers' offensive line. Now the victory makes the Lures Knights five and zero in uh, the B division or or throughout the SAC. Let's say, let's let's hypothetically say that they run the t- run the table here in uh, in regular season play. They are then the victory bell, uh, the sole winners of the victory bell. Is that correct? That is correct. They can go seven and zero if they beat Southside and Homestead the next two weeks, and actually they can clinch guys a share of the SAC championship next week with a win over Southside because the two teams with one loss are Snyder and Carroll and Bishop Lures will assure themselves of at the most one loss with a win next week and they don't play Snyder (laughs) or Carroll so you can't have a head-to-head matchup to break that tie so Bishop Lures can clinch a share of the SAC championship next week with a dub and who thought we'd be saying that in the first year of this new format especially with how Bishop Lewis started the season with yes. two blowout losses to any eight opponents. Yes, and 
and moving along now uh, into the uh, SAC schedule from last night. The Snyder Panthers that uh, uh, overtime loss to Homestead in week six. Uh, got back on track with a 49-7 victory over the Northrop Bruins and uh, Northrop still winless on the season. Yeah, it was it was a return to form for Snyder. Now 27 straight wins over, I guess you can call them, their rival in Northrop. Northrop hasn't won since 1999 in this series. Snyder back on track. You and I have Buchanan, another big night, uh, rushing, running the ball, and it was a complete effort for Snyder to uh, to get back on track of sorts after that surprising loss. They'll go to Bishop DeWanger next week to take on the Saints in what is a uh, interesting matchup in the SAC in Week Eight. Yes, indeed. The Wayne Generals forty-five to six over the Concordia Cadets. Uh, Concordia once again just like uh, North of Bowen five zero oh, and seven overall, but. Um, Wayne, uh, Jake Sharon, what a game for him last night. 133 total yards, three touchdowns. I think two of them were receiving, weren't they, or were all three? Uh, two of them were receiving okay. for him. Uh, or one was receiving, two rushing okay. for Jacob Sharon last night. So it was a good performance for the Wayne Generals. It's just, you know, looking at Concordia, they just can't stop anybody. I mean, they had mm-hmm. a quarterback last night in Braden Corbett throw for almost 300 yards. But they just can't stop anybody defensively, and uh, and Wayne was able to capitalize on that. They were able to capitalize on some turnovers, a couple lost fumbles by Concordia. So um, Marcus Cooper with a big night, three touchdown passes, two to Deontay Williams, one to Jacob Sharon, and uh, it was a complete performance by the Wayne Generals in getting that dub. In I guess the leftover game of SAC rivalry week is Concordia and Wayne. It's the team's leftover. And we try to force that into a rivalry, but uh, they get matched up. And now um, Wayne now sets themselves up as, as a team. I think nobody wants to play in the 4A playoffs, particularly in sectional 19 where they're at, is nobody wants to draw Wayne in that sectional, which, of course, we'll have the sectional draw a week from tomorrow. And the Generals now 4-3. and three. They go to Northside and Snyder to, to end the regular season. But if you're New Haven, if you're Leo, if you're East Noble, if you're Dwanger, nobody wants to draw Wayne in that opening round of the playoffs. Most definitely. And, uh, yeah, Wayne uh, will play at Northside at Chambers Field next week. And uh, speaking of Northside, they were a 20-6 to victor over the Southside Archers. And the Southside Archers had to come into that game after that 35-6 to victory over Concordia the week before, thinking, hey, we can win this, especially with Bronte Johnson uh, not in the, in the uh, Northside lineup. Yeah, he was out due to the ejection the previous week with unsportsmanlike conduct penalties. So IHSAA rules dictate he has to sit out the next game. And Southside hung around in this game for the entirety of the four, of four quarters, especially the first quarter when it was scoreless. Um, but in the end, Northside really was able to ride Cam Johnson to this win. So Bronte Johnson out. They they ride Cam Johnson to the victory over 250 yards rushing for him, and it propels Northside to their seventh straight totem pole game victory with that 20 to seven dub and heading over to the Northeast eight conference, uh, four games on tap, as you would imagine, uh, the big one East noble blanking Columbia city, 35 to nothing. I did not see this coming whatsoever. Seven points through two weeks of play for the Eagles. Yeah, this is a, a game that, you know, traditionally we keep saying that Columbia City, we don't really know what team they are until the latter half of the season where that, that schedule gets tough in the NE8. 
and they were able to prove last year that they were legit the best team in the NEA. But this year, both New Haven and now East Noble have laid claim to them being better than Columbia City. And East Noble gave Columbia City a bit of their a dose of their own medicine. Columbia City loves to grind games out on the ground and move the ball and, and then hit you occasionally uh, with pass plays. But East Noble rushed for 253 yards last night, averaged seven yards per carry. Mm. Tyson Reinbold with a touchdown. Dylan Krell with two touchdowns and held Columbia City to just three and a half yards per rush. And that proved to be the difference as East Noble was able to move the ball uh, with its physical offensive front. And Columbia City really had no answer. And things won't get any easier for Columbia City next week because, well, they've got the Leo Lions at Leo. And, uh, you know, the the Lions have won three in a row with a 48 to nothing victory over Huntington North last night. Kyler Decker goes for over 200 yards last night after a perfect 11 of 11 outing the week before against Belmont. Yeah, Leo rolling at this point and uh, recovering well since that late loss in overtime to New Haven. So another team that's returning to form. But, you know, the big one next week in the Northeast State, now it's New Haven and East Noble as East Noble has a shot to uh, knock off the undefeated Bulldogs in Kendallville. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And that should be a stellar matchup of two NEA opponents. DeKalb 49, Norwell 27. Norwell uh, now 1-4 and four in conference play, 1-6 and six overall. And uh, the DeKalb Barons 2-3 uh, and three now in any eight uh, action. Yeah, you know, DeKalb gets that win, and it was an important win for them to get in this game. A very winnable game for them and, and, and performed well in this game in all three facets, was able to get the dub. So a, a good win for DeKalb. As we look at... Kind of that that conference and say, okay, who's behind the big four? And you kind of look at the Calb as being that team and took another step towards that last night. New Haven 32, Belmont 14. Belmont eclipsed uh, basically their entire point total last night of the entire season against, well, the only unbeaten team in the Northeast Eight Conference, the New Haven Bulldogs. But, uh, yeah, this was an 18-point margin of victory for New Haven. But... Uh, it's a heck of a lot uh, closer than maybe some would have imagined with this young Belmont team. Well, you can bet I'm going to be peppering defensive coordinator Kendrick Mullen uh, questions about how New Haven gave up two touchdowns to Belmont. But uh, all joking aside, looking at New Haven, inevitably with it, it feels like a trap game because, yes, the emotions of winning uh, against Columbia City in this week, it's really one of those games that, you know, it's, it's incredibly difficult especially for teenagers to get up for a game when you're an undefeated team playing a winless team. And, and, and that's just how it is. And it's uh, it, it was, it was for new Haven just without Mylon Graham too last night, it just felt like not necessarily going through the motions, but you weren't getting new Haven's best effort last night. And that's not an indi- in indication on them or an indictment against the coaches or anything. It's just, human nature right guys and and new haven now i guess at the very least can take the lessons from last night and say hey if we play the way we did last night we're not going to kendallville and getting a win so if anything this can be a little bit of an incentive for those new haven coaches heading into the showdown with the knights next week heading over to the allen county athletic conference uh, adam central held serve staying unbeaten with a 49-7 victory over southern wells uh, something well let's say expected 
Yeah, and um, it, it's one of those games you kind of look at and you're like, okay, if Adam Spencer can get out of here without getting anybody hurt, it's important. And mm-hmm. Jack Hamilton threw all of three passes last night for Adam Central. Two of them went for touchdowns, finished with 119 yards. Cam Smith, Trevor Curry with touchdown receptions for the Flying Jets. It was a game that you felt, okay, they get through Southern Wells and set up a big showdown next week for with Bluffton. Still is a big game, but not with the ramifications that we thought it would be with Bluffton losing to Heritage last night, guys. Right, and uh, and that score was Heritage 27, Bluffton 21. And uh, going into that game, I mean, uh, combined they had one loss. So you, you look at that one. Now uh, Bluffton with that first loss after they uh, reached the pinnacle of 2A in the polls, but we know what the polls mean. Um, but Heritage, Heritage is going to come at you. And they did last night, guys. I mean, they come out the opening drive of the game, drive it down, and Kobe Meyer scores in a short touchdown run. Then they force a Bluffton punt, and they return it for a touchdown with Braden Walter with that 75-yard punt return for a score. And all of a sudden, Heritage is up 14 to nothing. And it, it dug too big of a hole for Bluffton. They were able to get close in that game in the fourth quarter but couldn't get a stop, and Heritage iced it uh, with that win uh, or at the touchdown with just over a minute to go with a, another big drive. So Bluffton scored to, to tie it at 21 and all and couldn't get a stop defensively late in that game. So Heritage jumps out to the big lead, double digits, and then makes the plays late to get that win and really bookending the beginning and ending of the game by by winning the line of scrimmage and beating Bluffton. And congratulations to Coach Casey Copeman. Biggest win, I'd say, in his tenure at Heritage, and uh, it was a big one last night. Kobe Meyer, again, a star for that team, uh, leading the, the offense and scoring a couple rushing touchdowns. So congratulations to the Patriots. A big win being celebrated in Monroeville this morning, guys. Indeed, and the other conference game in the ACAC, South Adams over Jay County in a tight one, 23-20. Come from behind victory for South Adams in their first game in their new digs, the new turf. First game there, the scoreboard, guys, if you haven't seen that, looks looks really sharp um, and burn. And the South Adams Starfires continue their dominance of opponents not named Adams Central, guys. It's now <laughs> been uh, 36 straight victories, I believe, for South Adams against teams not named Adams Central, dating back to a loss to Woodland in October of 2016. Well, there you go. You have all of the the tidbits that we need to hear on a Saturday morning. <laughs> I wish I knew anything as well as Justin knows Northeast Indiana high school football hey, he, off I, the top of his head. We should get him on every week. I agree. Okay. <laughs> the, well, the non-conference game, Mr. Kenny, Culver Academy over Woodland 42 to nothing. And uh, I, I, I thought with the, the Woodland running game, Drew Fleek, et cetera, uh, they, they obviously Culver uh, has something that we didn't know about or I didn't know. Yeah, about. Yeah. I mean, when we talk about Homestead trying to figure them out week to week, that's kind of where we're at with Woodland week to week. And you just never know what you're going to get. Um, but Woodland has really, really struggled of late. They dropped that game at home to, to Jay County. And then, um, and then this game at Culver and uh, it's it, for Woodland, it's just the lack of the ability to stop people when it counts. I mean, that's what hurt them against Jay County last week. 
and the inability for that offense against good defenses to move the ball. So now they've been shut out by Culver, Heritage, and Bluffton this season. And, you know, the wins are good, but you have to be able to perform against good teams and execute offensively, and, and Woodland just hasn't been able to do it. Well, heading over the Northeast Corner Conference because Morrison said so, so we're gonna do, we're gonna do that. But the big game of the night in the NECC was West Noble protecting their unbeaten record with a 35-34 thriller in overtime over the Lakeland Lakers. And the key to this one, guys, other than late, other than a missed extra point um, that that cost Lakeland, was still West Noble's ability to run the football, and that's been the fuel for them all season long, and namely Seth Pruitt, and you look at the ability of him to to have another about 200 yards rushing last night, 190 yards, three touchdowns. Drew Yates rushed for a pair of touchdowns, the quarterback, and, and added 43 yards on the ground, and that's been the thing with West Noble, is if you, if you cannot stop them from running the football, they have a really good chance of beating you, and Lakeland put up a hell of a fight last night, and credit to the Lakers. But um, once again, it was West Noble being being able to execute on the ground in the rushing game, and they were able to do that. And Seth Pruitt just continues to dominate everyone that they've played so far. And 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 not uh, not to disparage the rest of the NECC, but I want to go back as we're uh, running out of time here a little bit. But I, I want to go back to the Summit Athletic Conference in in an individual player, uh, Brett Fox from Homestead. Runs for 167 yards against the Snyder Panthers defense. Then last night against Carroll, rushes for 201 yards. Uh, and, and I guess that's something uh, that's been uh, just a little bit overlooked, I guess. Yeah, and that's a dude that just continues to be a grinder and just gets beat up seemingly every night because he's not the biggest dude and he doesn't shy away from contact and Homestead loves to lean on him, and for good reason. And he's just a dude that just comes out every Friday night and does his job, and it sounds cliche, but it, you, you almost take it for, take it for granted uh, with Homestead. But for a team that struggled last night vertically to move the ball, and they're still able to grind out with Brett Fox close to 200 yards rushing, is very impressive because you know what Homestead's going to try to do. An experienced quarterback, they're going to try to establish the run, and play keep away from you. And Brett Fox is able to be that dude that time and time and time again is able to carry that load for Homestead. And one of those unsung heroes, like you said, guys, in, in, the, in the SAC and Northeast Indiana, just a grinder that, that comes out each and every game and posts big numbers. Now, big credit to that offensive front for Homestead, but Brett Fox, an absolute gamer, no doubt. Well, Justin, thank you so much for joining us and, and offering your expertise to our week seven uh, recap of the high school football season. Uh, it is um, very much appreciated. And uh, can we talk to you next week? Let's do it, fellas. All right. Well, we will do that next Saturday uh, after week eight is concluded. And uh, maybe we'll have a little clearer picture on uh, who's perhaps going to be the champion of these four different conferences across Northeast Indiana. All right. Sounds good, guys. Have a great weekend. All right. Thank you. That was Justin Kenny from OutsideTheHuddle.net. Caleb and Kenny in the morning, the high school football coaches show. Um, 
Noah and Morrison's dad. Um, everything, OPS. Did I mention OPS? OPS. My goodness. Um, that man is busy. I don't see how he does it. Anyway. I think he does surgery on the side and do your taxes and everything. Else. Just on your side, he'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but as, other than that, uh, yeah, he stays away from uh, invasive uh, surgery. Anyway. Uh, that was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a text for down the hall, right? <laughs> All right. Hey, we're going to go ahead and step out, take a break. But before we do, I want to tell you about my friends at Culligan. Oh, we have the reverse osmosis drinking water system at our kitchen sink. Diane loves it. That's the only water she'll drink. That's the only water she cooks with, feeds the animals with, everything. And it's so convenient. You just turn on the faucet, the cold, turn on the cold water, push the little button that looks like the easy button, and it turns that water into pristine bottled water quality water right at your kitchen sink. No lugging cases of bottled water around, anything like that. Call Culligan today to, to try this out, to get more information on it. You can buy them. You can rent these systems. 484 Four eight four eight six six eight. Give your people Culligan water. We'll be back with more. You're listening to Talking Sports Power by Automotive Color and Supply on thirteen eighty The Fan, one hundred point nine FM. If you looked at your auto or homeowner's insurance rate lately, think it's about time to get a competitive quote? Call the Wise Insurance Agency today at 260-747-5373. Located at 7410 Bluffton Road, Wise Insurance is a local company that's been in business for 25 years. Being an independent agent working with over 15 A-plus rated carriers allows Coach Ron Wise to assess your needs and determine the best option for you to give you maximum coverage with the most affordable premiums. The Wise Insurance Agency also offers motorcycle, RV, and watercraft insurance, as well as renter's insurance, flood, and umbrella policies. Multi-policy discounts are also available, and make sure to ask Ron about the good student discount up to 20%. Let Coach Wise show you the fundamentals of getting the right insurance. Don't put it off. Contact Coach Ron and the Wise Insurance Agency team today at 260-747-5373 or find them online at thewiseinsuranceagency.com. This Thursday, it's the greatest eight minutes for high school football fans outside of the games themselves. Do you know how crazy that sounds? The high school football picks of the week. Find out who wins and who loses before the games every Thursday at 5.08 p.m. on the Sports Rush. That boy ain't right. It's the high school football picks of the week with Brett Rump. And remember it. Thursday at 5.08 on Fort Wayne Sports Station. I'm going to recommend you to everybody. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. What's crap? Crackalack in Indiana. Fred Grody here from Grody Mitsubishi. And this September, I've got disco fever. So you can get a groovy deal on a stellar Mitsubishi you love. Here's the skinny. If your old ride's a bummer, bring it to me. And I'll help you drive a nifty new ride for just $7 down. Oh, suki suki. So even if you're still making payments on your current ride, I want to help you ditch it. And boogie down in a car you love. Because right now you can drive for just $7 down. But Fred, what? 
what if my credit's a little funky? Don't worry, darling. My For the People credit approval process is out of sight. We've got good vibes with the banks and lenders who want to approve you. So ditch your old ride and drive something groovy for just $7 down. I'm Fred Grody, and I am a dealer for the people. Visit me between Lake and State on Coliseum. See all my rides at GrodyNation.com. That's GrodyNation.com. Peace out. Credit is $7 down required bank approval. Negative equity may be refinanced. Example, stock number R3910, $7 down, $199 per month for 72 months at 7.99% APR. Offer absolutely expires September 30th, 2023. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply. A little looking glass with Brandy. She's a man. That girl. song just puts you in a good mood. It does. It does. Oh, what a good wife she'd be. Anyway, that was from like 1970. Yeah, when I was a lad, a wee lad. Still had little league eligibility. Anyway, uh, the uh, by the way, the other scores from the Northeast Corner Conference last night: Bremen shuts out Prairie Heights, thirty-four to nothing. It was Central Noble twenty-four, Cherubusco twelve. Eastside also uh, a shutout winner. They blank Fremont thirty-five to nothing. It was Garrett getting past Fairfield twenty-two to nineteen. Mishawaka Marion thirty-nine to fourteen over the Angola Hornets, and as we told you, uh, as we talked with Justin, it was West Noble staying unbeaten with a 35-34 overtime victory over the Lakeland Lakers. And uh, those are your scores. Blackhawk Christian will play today um, in high school football action. And before we go to break, I uh, want to bring you up to speed here on, uh, well, our Major League Baseball players uh, from the area. Zach McKinstry. Hit his ninth home run of the year, a two-run shot last night in his Tigers' uh, 7-5 loss to the Cleveland Guardians. McKinstry is hitting 230 through 461 at-bats, nine homers, 16 uh, stolen bases, 35 RBI. Still with those seven defensive positions uh, along with being a DH. Kevin Kiermaier singled and hit his 21st double of the season as his Toronto Blue Jays beat his former team, the Tampa Bay Rays, 11-4 last night. The 21 doubles, 6 triples, 8 homers, 36 RBI, 14 stolen bases, and 6 outfield assists. And, get this, Heritage grad Andrew Salfrank pitched two-thirds of an inning last night, not allowing a run hit and struck out one in his Arizona Diamondbacks 2-1 loss to Houston. Through 10 major league appearances, Salfrank has thrown 10 and a third innings, given up no runs, just seven hits, issued zero. Count them, zero Bases on balls, struck out seven. He's got a whip of 1.06 to go along with that 0.00 ERA. He's been credited with three holds on uh, this short season, this stint in the major leagues. But uh, with a whip of just a tad over one, not too shabby if you play fantasy baseball uh, whatsoever. So uh, that was uh, those are the major league baseball players uh, that uh, we follow here. Um, and, of course, uh, we are going to – let's tell you what, let's go to break and then we'll come back with Mike McCaffrey of the University of St. Francis. Let's let's just do that. Uh, yeah, we'll take a break and be back with more. You're listening to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Everyone's heard the saying that when one door closes, another one opens. 
Well, if it's time to get rid of those old, ugly shower doors, then let City Glass Specialty open the door of endless possibilities to help beautify your bathroom. We can custom cut and install all types of framed or frameless shower doors. Choose from a variety of styles, including clear, obscure, or frosted. Plus, we also offer custom etch designs. Want your shower doors looking new for even longer? Does preventing hard water stains and reduced cleaning time sound good? If so, you'll be glad to know that the experts at City Glass Specialty can also provide a protective coating for your shower doors that does all that and more. For new shower doors, call the specialists. Call City Glass Specialty at 260-744-3301 or visit cityglassspecialty.com. Honest Abe Roofing is the only roofing company in Fort Wayne that gives customers a guarantee above and beyond any manufacturer's warranty. We felt like Honest Abe had the best guarantee. That's easy to do when you use top quality materials with the best installation. Honest Abe was a little higher, but we feel like it was worth every penny. With Honest Abe Roofing, you get a quote, not an estimate, so you know what it'll cost before the job starts. And Honest Abe is famous for their easy payment solutions. Honest Abe Roofing, 286-ROOF. What is your healing power? Maybe your healing power is helping veterans with PTSD, traumatic brain injuries, depression, anxiety, or loneliness. Is your healing power a simple heartfelt letter or being a volunteer? It is estimated that over half a million current warfighters will return from service diagnosed with PTSD and 22 veterans will commit suicide every day. Our veterans have paid the ultimate sacrifice for our country. At HealVets.org, you can find out more about the healing power of pen pals, volunteers, therapy kits, and more. Discover your healing power at HealVets.org. Help Heal Veterans, together with you, has been helping one recovering veteran at a time. We are helping veterans heal together. What is your healing power? To find out about your power, visit HealVets.org. This PSA is sponsored by Help Heal Veterans. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply. Little Edgar Winter Group and Free Ride. Probably about 72 or something. Really? Okay, you got the... Okay. Wow, okay. I know how old I was, and a lot of you don't. So, uh, welcome back, and uh, we are talking local sports of all sorts until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock, and then it's time for Fighting Irish Preview, where Phil Houck and the America's foremost authority on Notre Dame Fighting Irish football, Tim Priester, will give you everything you need to know about Notre Dame Fighting Irish Preview and uh, probably how to count to 11. So, uh we will see, and uh, of course, the Irish are uh, at Duke today, and the college football game day group is down there already, uh, getting the fans all fired up and everything. So, uh, well, what we're going to do, we're going to go to the Talking Sports phone line, powered by Fire Police City County Federal Credit Union, because on that, that phone line, yeah, Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director of the University of St. Francis. Mike, good morning. Good morning, Jimmy. How are you, my friend? I am great this morning. little conflicted. Uh well, as you know, my grandson Caleb, uh, well, he's running cross country this year, and uh, and as an eighth grader, they and he was at, at precious blood. They don't have a, a ton of kids to to run cross country, so he had to join with uh, Saint. Let's see, Saint Charles, and 
St. Vincent's, I believe, and, um, oh, St. Charles, St. Jude's, that's it, and a couple other schools, and they became the Cardigals, the Cardinals, Eagles. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, they are in Terre Haute this morning running the state middle school championships. They qualified, and uh, so they awesome. are... They are down there, and the the family's down there, and I'm uh, I'm talking to them through uh, the microphones today uh, on talking sports. So I, I should have video updates and all that good stuff. But uh, uh, well, that's oh, yeah. awesome. Good luck to them down there. Quite a trip to make for a middle school cross country tournament. So hopefully their uh, travels have gone okay. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. With this fog, these foggy conditions, and uh, heading to Terre Haute, where uh, life is real down in. Terre Haute. Let's move on, Mike. Okay. Uh, <laughs> hey, <laughs> got a big win last week for the Cougar football team and uh, at, I believe it's Madonna this afternoon, correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Had a, a nice road win last week. Went out to St. Ambrose, which is one of our further trips out to Davenport, Iowa. Uh, first quarter came out kind of sluggish. Um, you know, hadn't Hadn't scored a touchdown since the first half of the, the St. X opener. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously got shut out against St. Francis, Illinois. So uh, St. Ambrose was uh, a little little sluggish in the first quarter, but then the second quarter came around and our offense started to put some things together, started running the ball well, uh, took some shots downfield. Defense came up with some good stops and, and were able to get out of there with our first win of the season and uh, try to stack a couple on top of each other today up in Madonna. Um, haven't won a game yet, so we're – we're confident, but obviously you can't take anybody lightly, uh, especially in the MSFA. So 2 o'clock start up there uh, in Michigan, and hopefully we can get back to 500 and uh, then get ready to come home for the next four out of five being at home. feels like it's been forever since we had a home game, and then we'll go four out of five at home and then one more road trip to end it up at Taylor. But, uh, yeah, it'd be nice to get back to 500 today and then come home and, and let the guys get settled in for a, a nice little stretch of home games. Mike, do you recall who the opponents will be through this stretch of home games in the month of October? Yeah, so I believe the 7th we are Siena Heights at home. The 14th is Lawrence Tech. Uh, the 21st uh, we are on the road at Marion. The 28th uh, we are home against Indiana Wesleyan. And then I believe the 4th is Concordia Ann Arbor. Okay. Well, the, so the, uh, the gauntlet of the MSFA is upon us. <laughs> yes, it is. But the only two losses we have are the two teams that are still ranked in the top 20 in St. Francis, Illinois, and St. X. So, you know, I mean, while we had two losses, they are, uh, you know, if you want to look at national rankings and what Raiders are going to be seeing at the end of the year, if we can, we can go on a little run here. We've still got everything in front of us that, uh, that we're shooting for. And, um, you know, while a loss is a loss, you know, you don't want to say a, a good loss, but it'll look better on paper at the end of the year with those two still being ranked the way they are. Um, and then, obviously, we've got Marion top five, Wesleyan top five, Concordia top 25. So we've got some teams left that if we can take care of business in a couple of these, we can jump pretty quick. Well, yeah, no doubt about it because of the fact that, yeah, you have that. But then uh, with, with Coach Kevin Donnelly and, and staff, uh, a lot of knowledge about these opponents and coaching staffs offensive defensive styles as well which uh, which makes it uh yeah, who knows we'll we'll have to see how things lay out and uh you know get a big victory at Madonna today and then you come in two and two and in uh 
we'll, we'll see what uh, what happens then with some uh, home cooking at Darcy Stadium. Yeah, no, no question. Biggest thing is just just take care of business today and get out of there with a win and hopefully stay healthy and uh, come back and regroup and get ready for a run. So the uh, we've been talking about the uh, University of St. Francis men's soccer team and uh, the uh, the splash they've made this uh, this season thus far seven three and one so far this season and uh, and once again uh, just still playing exciting uh, exciting soccer. Yeah, Wednesday was a was a great match for them. We came up short two to one against Indiana Wesleyan, but Indiana Wesleyan is ranked I think eighteenth or nineteenth in the country. Uh, so for our guys to, to battle the way they did, and I think as I, I text Mamba after the game, uh, he texted me back and said, hopefully now our guys understand that we can play with anybody in our league. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's half of it. you got to have the belief that you can do it um, in the Crossroads League where the teams are so good. Um, but to, to go battle with them uh, the way that they did Wednesday night, and yes, we came up a, a goal short, but it's got got to build off of that and, and go into today's match against Huntington at home um, and hopefully get our – get a crossroads league win um it, it's it's a it's a battle every every single uh, match we have there so the fact that the guys are showing up and playing hard and uh, mamba's really got them going the way he wants to and uh, if we can steal a couple here down the stretch and get into a conference tournament who knows what the heck can happen um but it's uh it's not going to be easy but uh, hopefully we can get them at home today uh, kind of the huntington triple header today we've got men's soccer at home, women's soccer at Huntington and Huntington's volleyball team coming uh, to Hustle today. So we've got a uh, early women's game down there, and then a four o'clock volleyball game and a five o'clock men's soccer game here on uh, on our campus. So uh, it seems to be the way some of our schedules have worked out. I know we have a, a Marion triple header later in the season where all of our teams play Marion. So it's a uh, it's fun. It's, it's uh, I don't think we planned it, but just kind of the way the schedule played out. But it'll be a it'll be a tough test for for all three teams out there today. A typical fall Saturday at an NAIA campus for <laughs> for the athletic department. My goodness, uh, a lot of work. Now, uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the other fall sports. Uh, cross country uh, with with all that talent um, is is making uh, making their way. I believe they were at an invitational. What was it last Saturday? Yep. Yeah, the women were up, up last Saturday. Uh, Ran pretty well last night. Our men's team ran well. Ran some of the best times that they've had. We're uh, we're trying to, to build that that men's side up to to get on the Alex Ebatino and them side. And and Coach Moody's done a great job so far this fall. Uh, these guys are competing. Uh, last week, one of our uh, freshmen, Kira, ended up just running her, her her butt off and ended up actually needing to spend the night in the hospital and get some IVs and some mm. fluids just because she ran her body so. Uh, so hard but uh, but that's what you're going to get with with these crews is, is they're going to run and they're going to battle and uh, they're going to push their bodies to the limits and and all the respect for them for doing so and, and for coach moody to to get that belief in them that they're able to go out and get it done and we've had some early success so it's been it's been fun uh the conference championships will be coming up here in a little bit hopefully we can uh get into maybe the top five or six on the conference side obviously we've got the defending national champions on the women's side taylor um so they're they're obviously very formidable, as well as the Huntingtons and and Wesleyans and everyone else will compete against. But it's uh, it's been a fun fall so far. We've got some some good highlights and uh, you know some struggles to build off of. But uh, these these coaches are getting these athletes out there to to do everything that they can to try to get wins. And every Wednesday and Saturday and every weekend and uh, every day in between, trying to to practice to get better. 
All right. Well, Mike, thank you for joining us next Saturday. The Cougars are home at Darcy Stadium, and I I, I can't wait. Uh, should be a lot of fun, a great atmosphere, and uh, hopefully we can get a win under our belts at uh, Madonna to head into that uh, that next Saturday match up and uh and and see what uh what happens so uh it'll it'll be great and if people around the Fort Wayne area have not yet uh seen a University of St. Francis football game come on out for all of the college football atmosphere uh you you're not going to be missing out on anything whatsoever uh coming out to a Cougar football game so uh it should be uh, a great time out there and uh yeah look at we should have some pretty decent weather too so that, uh, that certainly doesn't hurt when you get into the month of October. So, Mike, no. thank you, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend. All right. That was Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director at the University of St. Francis, in our weekly Cougar chat. And, uh, Brandon, do you know uh, who the Train Thunder have today? Yeah, I believe they got Alma today. So we're in conference season. In conference season. In, uh, uh-huh. in the MIAA. So um, had some setbacks. I think the... Last week, they had to go all the way down to Hanover, which is a long trip yeah. from Angola. Uh, beautiful campus down there, but uh, got beat there. But I think uh, they start MIA play. So, you know, just you were talking about with St. Francis. You still got everything in conference. You can still make the tournament, and, you know, let's go. Yeah, and uh, Hanover. That, so Angola to Hanover, that's just like – that's the extreme. Well, it's like a straight shot down yeah. to the Ohio River. Yeah. <laughs> Long yeah. trip. <laughs> See the state of Indiana by having a road game at Hanover. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's t- tell you what. Let's take a time out. we got some more information to share with you as well. We'll do that when we return. You're listening to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Caleb and Kenny in the morning. Anthony Richardson's performance up till that point was exceptional. The Colts got off to a quick start, score, punt, score, really set the tone. And Anthony Richardson looked tremendous in the first quarter. It showed you what Anthony Richardson can be. But on the flip side, two games played, two games started, two games exited with injuries. That can't happen. Quarterback has to stay on the field. And so far, Anthony Richardson hasn't proven he can stay on the field. Caleb and Kenny, mornings at 7. What makes education-based athletics in Indiana different from other youth sports programs? Our coaches genuinely care about their student-athletes as people, not just as athletes. And their top priority is teaching and mentoring, not winning and losing. Our student-athletes play for the love of the game. They have pride in their school and community. They want to represent something bigger than themselves. Our parents and fans know the student-athletes on the team. They've seen them grow up and care about them. They paint their faces, pack the stands, and cheer loud and proud. I'm Robert Falkins. And I'm Carrie Rosati. We're both assistant commissioners of the IHSA. High school sports in Indiana couldn't be more different from other youth sports programs. And we wouldn't have it any other way. Be a champion of high school sports and buy a ticket to your high school's athletic events. This is keeping education in front of athletics. This is passion you won't find anywhere else. This is your IHSAA. Now on My Deals Fort Wayne, get two $15 gift certificates for Once Upon a Child Fort Wayne for only $20. Once Upon a Child offers parents a fun and convenient way to buy and sell gently used kid stuff, making saving money on children's clothes, toys, baby furniture, and equipment a reality every day. They also focus on quality, safety, and value. The same things you feel important for your own families. Head over to MyDealsFortWayne.com today and get your deal. 
It pays to be a smart shopper, and that's especially true with a new metal roof system. The only major difference with a metal roof is thickness. Uh, you might say metal is metal, but there are three major considerations with metal roofs. The paint, the installation, and the roofing company standing behind your new metal roof. Honest Abe Roofing became the best by doing the best. So before you buy, invite Honest Abe out for a free inspection and to explain the advantages of having an Honest Abe permanent metal roofing system installed on your home. On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. We leave no warrior behind. Wounded Warrior Project is a nonprofit organization created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war. Whether those scars are physical or mental, we're here to make sure that they heal. And whether it's helping those with post-traumatic stress disorder live a normal life again or giving much-needed support to injured warriors and veterans' hospitals. Because no one deserves our help more than the men and women who risk their lives to keep us safe. Wounded Warrior Project. We never leave a fallen warrior behind. Ever. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org. It is critical we keep AM radio in all cars and all trucks. Hey, Sean Hannity here. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio. It is the backbone of the emergency alert system, and that keeps us safe in dangerous times because when cell and Internet services are down, AM radio might be your only lifeline. Now text AM to the number 52886. Tell Congress that we need AM radio in our cars. Text AM to 52886 today. Now back to Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talkin' Sports. Along with producer and co-host Brandon Pogorski, I'm Jim Shovlin. Thanks so much for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts till the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. If you got a question, comment, rant, opinion, do so via the Automotive Color and Supply text line at 46862. Four six eight six two. Put TS in the front of the message. Um, we did have a text that came in, uh, just sports related, not not local, but sports related. But uh, it says, "Watch, uh, Swift will be taking Carrie Underwood's spot on Sunday Night Football." You, so funny story about that. Um, I did a poll in one of my classes on how long until Travis Kelsey is part of tra- Taylor Swift's breakup song like when is he going to be a part of a because that's that's what she's known for otherwise i couldn't tell you one song that she sings i know what she looks like i know one uh they played it last night at the uh, fort for fitness my my son did the little one mile oh, run really? there, which was fun so i heard one and i kind of turned to my wife i'm like i'm over taylor swift now i know the swifties <laughs> are going to come after me and i'm going to get in trouble for that um but we're going to have to endure an entire nfl season of, of taylor swift but gen z is pessimistic they're giving it under six months until a breakup and then the new hit song about Travis Kelsey breaking her heart. What will she title the song? Yeah, I'm not going to go. I just got hired. I'll tell, you fired. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you off air. 46862 Automotive Color and Supply Text Line 46862. Let's take a look at uh, uh, today in Fort Wayne sports history. And uh, this is the book by Blake Sebring that gives you a chronological look at 
Fort Wayne Sports History. On this date, September 30th in 1951, Ned Garver wins his 20th game with the St. Louis Browns. Now, Garver is actually from Nay, Ohio, but spent so much time in Fort Wayne speaking of baseball functions. Well, Blake says he's practically adopted, and he is. And what a great guy to talk to. He, I know he spoke at uh, it, several of the Northeast Indiana Baseball Association banquets and hilariously funny uh, would wear white shoes that had the baseball seams on them, and it was, I mean it was it was fantastic to just to, just to listen to him tell his stories. And speaking of stories, also in 1951, during his only major league game, Parnell Heisner faces Joe DiMaggio in his last career at bat, and the story goes. A Monroeville native, Heisner was a rookie for the Boston Red Sox who had been called up from AAA Louisville for the last two weeks of the 1951 season. He sat and watched all but the final game of a Boston collapse as the Red Sox fell from contenders to 11 games out. After Allie Reynolds had no-hit the Red Sox, Boston manager Steve O'Neill told Heisner he was starting the next day. He had the privilege of allowing DiMaggio's 2,214th regular season and last hit. Now, Eisner pitched six innings, gave up seven singles, walked four, including DiMaggio's first time up, and lost that game three to nothing. Now, he also had a couple of significant strikeouts in the game, striking out a young Mickey Mantle twice. Now, Arnell Heisner, I had the privilege and honor of sitting on the Northeast Indiana baseball board with Parnell Heisner over the years and oh my gosh to to listen to him tell stories and uh, about that i played baseball against his son randy heisner in high school and throughout high school into the the 30 and over league as well randy and i played late into well i went into my 60s he he retired early at 59 but uh, uh randy has been coaching cross country for years at belmont his grandson, uh, Parnell's grandson, Eric, uh, has been a, a noted uh, baseball player and baseball coach in high school uh, around here. Took a Whitco team that was winless and uh, within, I believe, three years won a sectional with them uh, with the Whitco Wildcats. He is now the athletic director, I believe, at Eastern. So anyway, uh, Parnell Heisner, what what a great uh, guy to talk to. And just uh, he, he got his one one game in the majors and uh that was that was it but my goodness uh but he and charlie shipman uh another board member who were about the same age would sit and they would talk and they were both a little hard of hearing so when the meeting came to order oftentimes charlie and parnell would continue their their talking well, i kind of turned my chair and i'm listening to those guys because their story was better than the, the meeting minutes that were about to ensue so I'm sitting there listening to Charlie and, and Parnell talk about Federation baseball in the 40s, and oh, my goodness, it was great. I so. wonder if he felt any pressure to kind of groove one to DiMaggio being his last game. I'm sure he wanted to strike him out, you know, being a competitor, oh, yeah. but it's like, man, it's it's Joe DiMaggio. Do we let him get a hit? <laughs> he probably you know? thought, oh, I'll just strike out this kid over here, this left-hander yeah, from Oklahoma. Kid. <laughs> yeah, he won't amount to anything. Yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> so that's uh, – you know, that's what we have as far as uh, baseball from this region and, and some of the history and, and some of the rich, rich history.
of of that as well. So uh, aside from that, uh, Homestead is third, Carroll 11th in the girls' state golf tournament after one round of play. They're playing Prairie View Golf Club in Carmel, Indiana. And um, as we said, uh, University of St. Francis football is at Madonna today. Notre Dame is at Duke. IU is at Maryland. And uh, oh, oh, my. And uh, so best of luck uh, to all of them. And, of course, Purdue is home to Illinois. And that's a 3.30 start. Uh, Notre Dame Duke are at 7.30. Uh, IU at Maryland at 3.30. Ball State uh, hosts Western Michigan at 3.30. And tomorrow, of course, the Colts and the Rams uh, with one Mr. Ben Skoranek from Homestead High School and Northwestern and Notre Dame uh, will be uh, at Lucas Oil tomorrow. So, and uh, Brandon, you were correct. Brian is at Alma for a 2 p.m. start today. All right. Kickoff conference season. Very Let's good. go. Yeah. Uh, backs over fandom. Yeah, interview with uh, Coach Wayne Mazzoni. He was a D1 baseball coach for a long time, now helps kids through the recruiting process. So if you've got a high school student, well worth the listen, especially if you think they have the ability to possibly play at the next level, at any level, D1, D2, D3, and AIA. Um, really good advice that he gives in that episode. Okay, that's awesome. And how do how do people find Facts Over you Fandom? You can check it out on any of the podca- pat- podcast platforms. Just look Facts Over Fandom. We're on YouTube and then uh, Instagram and Twitter at FOF underscore show. Okay. And you can also find the Talk and Sports podcast, which we will replay uh, these shows every week uh, on the uh, same platforms that uh, that you find your podcasts on and uh, or you can go to 1380thefan.com and look for the podcast link and uh, that will show you all of the 1380 and federated media podcasts so it's uh it's a great opportunity for you if you are a podcast fan don't forget coming up right after talking sports We'll be Fighting Irish Preview with the Judge Phil Houck and America's foremost authority on Notre Dame Fighting Irish football, Tim Priester, as uh, Notre Dame takes on Duke after uh, that uh, loss to Ohio State last week in that primetime game. And, uh, okay, stepping out of, out of local again. Uh, your thoughts on, I, I just said the word prime, Um and I didn't mean Coach Prime, but now I'm asking you, what about that Oregon-Colorado uh, game last week? I think it was probably coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Colorado, this is the first year where they're bringing better players in. It's going to take them a while. They've had some success. But, you know, Oregon's a really good team they are. with good coaching staff. Um, you know, Colorado's going to take their lumps. But, you know, hey, Dion's already improved them from last year. So, you know, will they come back? How will they uh, respond to adversity? I think that's what's going to be really interesting because they got another good team they're playing today. I think they got USC, right? Right. So, USC uh, and Caleb Williams, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how they bounce back. Um, but I think this is probably going to reveal more to them now coming off a loss than it was the big wins. Yeah. And But, of course, they open up the season with TCU. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, I mean, that, who, who they're were, no slouch. Know, yeah, in the championship game last year. So, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. And uh, and just to see how this season unfolds for the Buffalo, yeah, the Buffs, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, that's going to do it for talking sports this morning uh, on September 30th. Uh, many thanks to Justin Kenny for joining us from OutsideTheHuddle.net OPS. Caleb and Kenny in the morning, high school football coaches show. Dad, husband, 
all that extraordinary guy. Also, Mike McCaffrey, all of that uh, as well for Mr. McCaffrey. Uh, husband, dad, athletic director, extraordinaire. So, anyway, uh, thanks to all of those. Thanks for your text that came in, even though I didn't get to read all of them or chose not to read one or two of them. So, but uh, nonetheless, hey, that's, that's what we do in Talking Sports. So, until next week, have a great week, everybody. Podcasts by Federated Media.